You are listening to a Daydreamers podcast. I am the Daydreamer, Erin Davenport. And y'all, thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out with me because we have reached one year of podcast, okay? So I really appreciate it. This podcast is my baby. My baby has turned one, okay? And uh, I now know how all those mamas feel on Facebook and Instagram that keep writing all these long-ass posts and stuff when their babies have a birthday because this is exactly how I feel, Like I've carried you with me for so long and I just felt you and we are one and I'm just so happy you are here and you have turned one and my life has been completely different ever since you have come into my life. So happy birthday, happy one year anniversary, baby. Okay. Also, for those who, if this is your first time listening or you came in later, uh, my podcast is dedicated to my beloved grandmother, Mary Louise. She actually passed away on the uh, the day I recorded my first podcast. And her birthday is August 28th. So not only is this a celebration of something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, something that's very near and dear to my heart, it's also a celebration for my grandmother. I love you. And this is the first year you have not been here, but I have not been without, you know? Like when people pass away, you sometimes feel a void. I haven't really felt a void because I still feel like my grandmother is still here with me. And I was close with my grandmother. My grandmother, like I have my, my dad's side of the family, but this is the one that I grew up with. And I don't feel like she's not here. I still feel like she's here, okay? So happy birthday to you, Grandma. I love you. And everybody that's listening, y'all, make sure y'all call y'all grandmothers. Talk to her. Hug her. Anything, okay? Just reach out to them, okay? This is a celebration of my podcast, celebration of reaching a goal, and a celebration of our grandmothers, Okay. So, let's jump in it, okay? Let's just jump right on into it. So, this past year, I have made choices in my life that has led me to once again spending a significant amount of my life in the shop. And what I mean by the shop is the beauty shop and the barber shop, okay? Being back in the shop has brought back so many memories. Going to uh, Sir Graham's Beauty and Barbershop when I was a little girl, and I would go to Miss Becky was my beautician. I would go to her every other Saturday morning. And uh, so being in Miss Becky's chair, getting that good old Pressing curl. Um, I got my first perm in Miss Becky's chair. Just, I got my first haircut in Miss Becky's chair. Me and all my girlfriends in like the tenth grade, we decided we were getting bobs, so we all got a bob. I always had the fresh bob sitting in Miss Becky's chair. You know, just overall feeling good about yourself. Just getting your hair done, getting your nails done. You just feel like a brand new person. Um, just the whole transformation has been done when you come out, when you come out of that chair, you know what I'm saying? Um, from the beauty shop chair, the barbershop chair, the nail shop chair, all of that. You just feel like a brand new person, you know? And I know for sure, like when I get my locks retwisted in style, like you really just, you, I mean, you can't tell me shit. You really can't tell me nothing. Seriously. And then like when I get a new undercut in the back, because my barber is like on point with uh with the designs and things like he's a really good barber so like when I get a new undercut and for those who don't know the undercut is just like I get it shaved in the back and uh get a nice little taper and I get some designs in the back 
You can't tell me that I'm not the flyest thing around here, okay? You just really can't. So I love the transformation. I just hate the process, okay? I hate the freaking process, all right? Now, the decision to start my locks and get an undercut. The locks came like five years ago. The undercut came, came a year ago. But... It was just, it was difficult. It was very, very difficult because I knew I would be encountering some bullshit. I just knew it. Like, I love being carefree. I love being creative with my hair. But once again, it's the freaking process. I hate the process of getting my hair done. I just want the outcome. That's it. I just want to be done. So I'm to wake up and be done. And like, once again, I keep bringing up the nail shop because it's the same process for getting my nails done. Um, the process annoys me. But like what really annoys me, what really makes the process bad of getting your hair done, getting your nails done and, and finding someone to do your hair and things like that and finding someone to do your nails and all that. It's the, it's the individuals you encounter during the process these professionals, these professional beauty care service providers, the non-professional professional, okay, because they, they really don't be professionals. Now, the people I deal with now, they are professionals, but I've had to deal with and I've encountered and I've seen and overheard and, you know, these non-professional people talk as if they're professionals, okay, and like the process can be overlooked if you didn't have to deal with so much unprofessionalism with the beauty service providers. And it's like, yes, you can wear whatever you want to wear when you come to work. You don't have to answer to a boss, so to speak. This in quotations. You don't have to wear so many different faces. Most people in corporate jobs or anywhere other, that's where it's not really relaxed. You have to put on so many different faces when you go to work. You don't have to do that when you're a beauty, beauty service provider, the ones I've come in contact with, you know. You don't even have to put on your white voice, you know. You don't have to put on a white voice when you go to work. You work in an extremely relaxed environment. Once again, these are all the beauty service providers that I've encountered and worked with. It's pretty relaxed, you know. But even still, you are still a professional. You are still performing a service for people. Act as a professional, please, okay? Just act as a freaking professional. Now, okay, so in my time, I have come across some non-professional professionals that I've wanted to fight, that I've wanted to slap, that I've wanted to cuss out for various reasons dealing with how they conduct their business. You know what I'm saying? Um, looking back, there's probably, there's, there's only been like one person that I've wanted to fight behind my hair I wanted to whoop this one girl's ass so bad. I wanted to just beat her ass, whoop her entire ass. And you know what? I'm not even a whoop your ass type of person. Like, that's not even me. If y'all know me, y'all know I'm not even like that. 
the people that know me are probably listening like, what, Aaron? You was trying to whoop somebody's ass? I was, y'all. Just it was it was just this one person. But see, I had just been pushed to that limit. And like I really can't even get that mad. I can get mad. But I'll take I'll take I'm I'm I'm, I'm accountable right here. Cause part of this was my fault. It was. Part of this was my fault. But she was wrong. This was my fault. But she was wrong. And she knew damn well she was wrong for what she did to me, okay? I was in a crunch. I needed to get my hair done, okay? I managed to find a girl that could that could braid hair. She was just a girl in the neighborhood that could braid hair. So she didn't call herself a professional. She was just a chick that could braid hair. Um, at the time, this was before I cut all my hair off and decided to grow my hair out natural. Um, but I had went... The whole summer without this is even before I realized I wanted to grow my hair out natural at that time. So like I had went the whole summer without a perm. Um, I had like a short perm crop do like Monica and Halle Berry. Um, but I went the whole summer without without getting my hair done. I had been rocking braids. So and just like regular braids, just like cornrows to the back, maybe two, three layers or one layer, just nothing major. I was waitressing at the time. Like I just just wanted my hair braided. So I, the girl who normally did my braids wasn't available. So I was talking to a girl that I knew casually. She knew of a girl that did that braided hair. I have to go to work in the morning. So she did my hair early that morning before work. I went to her house. She braided my hair straight to the back cornrows, you know, before work. Now, I was rushing to get to work. I didn't want to be late, okay? So normally, when I get my hair done, always, ever since I was a little girl, in Miss Becky's chair, okay, when I was like five on up, I've always checked my hair before I left, right? This one particular time, I just didn't check my hair. I was just like, okay, all right, girl, thank you so much. I paid her $20, and I was like, I got to go, and I dipped out. And on the way out, I stopped by, like, her car, the car in her front yard, and I looked in the rear, no, not the rear view, the uh, the side mirror, just and I looked at the front. I was like, oh, okay, the front and the side is cool, you know, whatever. I didn't look at the back. It's cool. I get to work, go in the bathroom. I get a mirror or my phone or something, and I just check out the back of my hair because you know I get to work on time. I clock in. I be like, what's up? Good morning to everybody. I check the back of my head, and that shit was fucked up, like. The rows were all uneven. It was like thin at the top, thick at the bottom. Then the one next to it was thick at the top and thin at the bottom. They was like, it was a hot ass mess. And so I called the girl and I was like, seriously? And she was like, what? What do you mean? What? I mean, what are you talking about? I was like, bitch, you know what I mean? My hair looks like a hot mess. It's a hot freaking mess right now. She was like, I don't really... What? And I was like, girl, you know what I'm talking about? Um, when I get off work, because I'm not leaving work, because, you know, I'm responsible and I'm a good employee. I'm not going to leave work to go cut somebody out because I need my job. But, girl, when I get off work, I'm coming to your house and I'm getting my $20 back because you messed up my hair. It's a hot fucking mess. So I spent all day fuming. Going off. I didn't found one of my coworkers hats I'm wearing. They had, because I work with them but dudes. I got one day hats I'm wearing a hat around work and everything because it's a hot mess in the back of my head, right? And so, like, I called the girl. I want to say, like, I called her and I was like, I'm going to come to your house. And she was like, I don't understand. Da, 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 da. But anyway, I ended up talking to my mama. My mama was like, Aaron, don't go to her house. And I'm like, for what? And she's like, no, don't go to her house because you didn't call her 
at like seven, eight o'clock in the morning talking about you gonna come to her house and get your twenty dollars back. You don't know who she got waiting at the house for you. And I'm just like, I don't care. I got all of them. I want my money back. I want my twenty dollars back. And she's like, Aaron. I'll give you your $20. I'm like, mama, this shit is a hot ass mess. She knew she jacked up my head when she was braiding it. She knew she wasn't about that. She knew she wasn't no good braider. She could have just told me the truth, whatever, whatever. And she's like, Aaron, I'll give you back your $20. I'm like, no, mama, I don't want your $20. I want my $20. It's the principle. And that's what it boiled down to. It was the freaking principle because you knew you, you couldn't braid no damn hair. You knew it was horrible. But you still took my $20. And then on top of that, the girl was pregnant. And so my mama was like, you can't go over there trying to fight somebody. Or you can't go over there trying to start some stuff because that girl is pregnant. Something could happen. It could come back on you. And I'm just like, are you serious? She's like, Aaron, the girl is pregnant. You don't want to go over there beating down somebody's door. Something could happen to her. She could be stressed. Something could happen to the baby and it's going to come back on you. And then you don't know. She may have people over there waiting for you because you told her what time you're getting off work and this and that. So, no, I'll give you $20. My mama gave me the $20 and I took it, but I was so pissed off about it because it was the freaking principle of it. I wanted that girl to give me back my freaking money. Okay. And once again, that was my fault, but still, having to deal with people like that. Ugh, bitch. Anyway, now, one of my issues with the non-professional professionals is that they act as if their time is the only time that is valuable. They act as if their life is the only life that matters. Um, no, it's not. Have a fucking life too, you know? And it's not sit up in this bitch all day. It's not sit up in the shop all day, okay? It's not just about you. It's about me too. It's about your customers, you know what I'm saying? Now, I have told off a barber. I used this barber for several years in college and after college. It's not my current barber. But I told this barber off several times for disrespecting my time in my life, the things I have going on with Aaron, okay? This is the breakdown with this particular barber. Everybody knows I always have like a slew of jobs or a slew of activities I'm involved in. So it's always like I have this going on. I contact you requesting a service, okay? We compare our schedules because I always got stuff to do and you always got stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? We compare our schedules to decide on an appropriate time for me to come and receive a haircut from this particular barber. We decide on a time. You and I both agree. And in most cases, it's like, I'm available this, this, this in time. Are you open to doing early morning appointments? Are you open to doing appointments on my can I come on my lunch break is this a good time for you and normally I'm asking is this a good time for you is this something that works out for you because if not we can do something else but if you're able to do appointments you know when I'm on my lunch break okay cool that's not a problem but let me know if it's okay with you you know what I'm saying he always was like yeah the appointment time comes okay your ass is late but we agreed on this time Normally, it's because it's in the morning. I have to get to work. I'm on time. You're You're doing something out of your normal schedule. schedule. So I'm going to be on time. Or I'm doing it on my lunch break or whatever. But you're late. Or your ass ain't even there. I waste my freaking precious time on your ass. 
or you forget about the appointment altogether, still rendering me wasting my freaking precious time on you. Now, in my opinion, on my end, you don't care about your customer. That's what that says to me. But he was such a good freaking barber. That's why I kept going back. But anyway, so as a result, I still have to walk around with my hair all jacked up. Plus my time being wasted. Situations like that just make you want to switch the people you receive service from. But they be so good at what they do. And that's part of what it is because they're good at what they do. So they fuck around because you're going to still come back, but I'm still going to tell your ass off. But you have a service business. We, your customers, don't owe you anything. You want our business. And we want to keep coming to you because you're skilled in, at, what you, at, at your craft, but you keep messing around with us. So like I said, I told my old barber off a few times for disrespecting my time. This motherfucker calls me. This this one particular this one particular time calls me after I've been waiting a few minutes, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. He was like he was talking about something like, yeah, I had to go take my daughter something in school. I'm like, oh, OK, because to me, you're saying I had to go take something. I had to go run this errand. That's past tense, right? Had is past tense, right? So I'm thinking you already did it. And now that you're calling me, you're on your way back because you used the term had. My whole damn lunch break is gone because he had to go do something. Don't play word games with me. So as I'm leaving the barbershop after I realize my whole entire lunch break is gone, I might have to like sneak into my office and my boss won't realize I've been gone for over an hour. He calls me and was like, are you still there? No, I'm leaving. I have to go back to work. I'm officially late waiting on you. Like, don't play word games with me. You said I had to go do something. Why didn't you just say, yo, Aaron, I have to go do this. Can we reschedule? I would have been like, cool, that's not a problem. We can reschedule for later. That's not no issue. But you over here playing word games and they're going to call me back talking about, and you know, good and well, I'm on my lunch break, talking about, oh, yeah, I had to go do this. You still here? No. Well, you know, I got you. I, I'm going to do your eyebrows for free. Thank you. I'm going to be there. I really don't want to fool with you no more, but you are on point with these eyebrows. So I'm going to take this free eyebrow. That's how I be. So over the years of me dealing with this one particular barber, I have had, I have received numerous makeup free cuts and eyebrows when I request a hair service from you because you are a hair service provider I expect a level of professionalism okay I keep reiterating that it's not even anything major it's just like basic stuff y'all it's like basic shit you know what I'm saying y'all y'all feel me on this like timeliness like I notify people if I am running late. I notify people if I think I might be running late. So I don't want to throw your schedule off. Because if I throw your schedule off, that means I'm throwing off another customer. It's a ripple effect. And I'm not that person. I'm considerate of your time and your other customers. Okay? I do that with everybody. My beautician, my barber, the, my nail girl. You know? I just want to be respectful of your time. I guess I just expect too much I just expect to receive the same level of consideration, but I guess it is just too much. I overheard a bar barber once. Um, he worked in the same shop as the barber that I used to always tell off for disrespecting my time. This particular barber, like I said, he wasn't mine, but I overheard him saying that like customers should give their barber at least like a 15 minute window 
for arriving. What? The entire fuck? Absolutely not. The nerve of you suggesting that your customers should wait on you. I wasn't his client, needless to say. But the nerve of you to be like, oh, customers should give me like at least 15 minutes. No, that no, that's no, no, no. I cussed out some damn Africans before. I might have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I cussed out some damn Africans before. Not no African-Americans. They were some Africans. I cussed their ass smooth out. And, you know, I'm not even a cuss your ass out type of person. That's not even me. But I did it that day, two Junes ago. My girlfriend, it was her birthday and her wedding anniversary in the same month. Me and Larry were about to go hang out with them. You know, I'm trying to be cute for the birthday anniversary weekend trip with friends. You know what I'm saying? And uh, at this point, I was trying to find somebody to, to stop, properly style and take care of my locks. So that's how this situation came about. Basically, when it boils down to it with these damn Africans, they tried to upcharge me on my hair. They were expecting me to pay like a hundred, a hundred something for like a twist and style bullshit. Not today. I ain't doing it. Like when I first called them, they were like, oh, and I asked them, I said, you this is, I'm, I'm saying I need my hair to be twisted and styled. And she was like, oh, $80. And I was like, oh, okay, pass on that. I'm not paying $80 for that. But then the woman called back and was like, we can do it for 70 Because I was in dire need. You know what? This typically happens because I'm in dire need. Anyway, because I needed to get my hair done, I was like, okay, cool. A twist and style for $70. She was like, yes, yeah, $70. I get there. Sit down, we get to talking, this and that. I sit in the chair. I ask again. I said, you said 74 twist and style, right? They were like, yeah, I sit down in the chair. Long story short, I'm getting ready to pay. And it was like, I, get, I paid the woman. The, there was two of them. The one who did my hair, I paid her $70. And she was looking confused. Now, I don't know what she was saying because she was speaking in her native tongue. But she was talking to the other woman. And she's looking confused, and I'm just like, what's the confusion? I'm trying to bless y'all. You know, y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for your thank you for doing my hair or whatever. And she was like, no, no, it's like an additional 60 or 70. I was like, bullshit. You trying to upcharge me? But it like the thing that really got me with them, I went ahead and paid them for the $70 because like I'm a I'm a woman of my word. I'm gonna go ahead and pay you for $70. Although you twisted my hair hella t- tight. And what I didn't say to them was, I could have cussed them out on this matter too, but I didn't. They twisted my hair with that black ass brown ass gel that we used to use like in middle school. My mama didn't even allow me to use that black ass brown ass gel, gel in my hair. So why on earth would I allow y'all to use that stuff as a grown woman? I wouldn't allow you to use that stuff because it breaks your hair out. But see, they braid hair and that's the shit they use when they braid hair. But see, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize they even used that stuff because when I turned around to look at her workstation, she had lock gel. But when I touched my head after she had twisted it, it was all brown and goopy. I didn't even cuss their asses out about that. I left that alone. What I cussed them out is because they tried to play me. The one that was did my hair, she kept being like, but see, when you called, we told you 80. I said, yeah, but when I sat my tail down in this chair, y'all agreed to 70 for a style and for a twist and style. So where is this extra 70 coming from? And she kept being like, oh, you forgot. Bitch, I ain't forgot. She kept trying to play me. I didn't forget. If anything, I didn't understand your ass. I'm not paying you for this. So 
I cussed them smooth out and dipped up out of there. That's them, if you are in Monroe, Louisiana, that's them Africans on Louisville across from Burger King and Office Depot. They will try to play your ass because you don't understand what they saying. And then I took my hair down because that shit was too damn tight. Anyway, another issue that I have with the non-professional professionals, they do this whole guilt thing. They try to guilt you into shit. That's what them damn Africans tried to do. Talking about you forgot, bitch, I ain't forget shit. You told me $70. But another girl, actually, as a matter of fact, this woman is the reason why I ended up going to them damn Africans in the first place. This woman forgot to write my appointment down. And so, like, I went to the shop. I waited for her. I called her. She did not answer. The barbers in the shop called her, and she was not answering. So it's like, I mean, how many times folks got to call you? You had your, don't nobody just not have a phone. It, they, their phone is always in close proximity unless it's turned off. Okay. I called you several times. The barbers in the shop called you several times. Lady, you was bullshitting. You just didn't want to do my hair that day. So like she calls me like later on that night and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just knew I had something else to do. And I just, I couldn't remember what it was. I just, I just, I forgot to write your appointment down, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. And she was like, I could get you tomorrow. And I was like, no, nah, it's okay. I'm good. She's like, no, I can get you tomorrow. I'm going to be at the shop tomorrow. I was like, okay, I won't be there. We hung up the phone. Once again, from that point is when I reached out to them goddamn Africans that I had to cuss out that tried to upcharge me. But anyway, the next day, I get a text from her and she's all like, um, she was texting me throughout the day, texting and calling me throughout the day. Yeah, I'm so sorry about last night. But just so you know, I'm going to be at my shop all day tomorrow and I'll be working late just to work you in and stuff. And I was like, I'm not coming. But throughout the day, she kept sending these messages. And then after a while, I just stopped responding. The whole day passes. It's like 7, 8 o'clock p.m. And she's like, okay, I've been at the shop waiting for you all day and you didn't come. I tried to make it up to you. But, you know, since you don't want to do all that, then fine. But I'm leaving. I'm just like, bitch, are you mad at me? This is your fault. You forgot to write down your appointment. Now you're trying to guilt me, make me feel bad, like I'm the one who's not being professional. No, I already told you yesterday I was not fooling with your ass. So why are you trying to guilt me into doing some shit with you today? It's not happening. You miss out on your money. This shit is your fault. Okay? It's your fault. Don't try to blame this on me. The, um, another thing. Once again, it's always something else with these non-professional professionals. This one girl was like, she was late as fuck. I had just started on my lock journey. I was probably like some months to a year in. So I didn't know how to do my locks at the time. So like I was in her hands, which is how, which is why and how this shit played out. I scheduled a hair appointment with her on a Saturday to get my locks retwisted. This bitch showed up hours late. And she walks up in there like, hey, girl, look, last night, girl, it was my birthday. OK, don't be mad. I can be late because we went out for my birthday last night. I'm the birthday girl. OK, you can't be mad at me. So I was sitting there when she walked in and finally when she walked in. And um, like I said, I needed this particular woman. So I didn't cuss her out. I just put on a fake grin. And was like, okay, girl, happy birthday. It's fine. Like, just picture Craig's mama on Friday when she was talking to, uh, what's the woman? 
that was across the street. When she was like, okay, I'll call you after. That's how I was. I was like, girl, okay, happy birthday, bitch. But she walked in hours late. Like, I didn't leave. I didn't talk shit. I was hella nice because at this point, I needed this bitch. I did not know how to do my hair at this point. It was within a year of me getting my locks. I didn't know what I was doing. I needed her, so I didn't cuss her out. My hair need, and then for me to like make an appointment with her, it was to the point to where my hair needed to be done. Okay, a couple more weeks, I would have been looking like buckwheat. Okay, I worked at a bank; I couldn't be walking around like that. And then I was hungry too. They ain't had no snacks in that in that beauty barber shop, but I was nice because I needed you. I paid her, and I ain't never go back. You just walk up in here like, "Hey, girl, it's my birthday. Don't be mad at me. We had went out last night. Fuck you." Anyway. So like I said, the non-professional professionals. And it's like once you go through all them struggles and you find somebody that respects your time, it's just like Christmas. It's like you done made it to the promised land. Because the guy that cuts my hair, my barber now, he's like a godsend. He does like amazing work. On my undercuts. The guy that does my locks, that styles, retwists my locks and actually cares for my hair, Jesus sent him. Like, so like when you find people that finally like respect your time and, and know how to do your hair like how you want it, they, they are professional and all that. It's just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Because you got to pull up with all the bullshit I just talked about. Whew. You know, like, there's other stuff that goes along with being back in the shop. Now, in this particular instance, I am solely talking about the barbershop. Shop talk, barbershop talk, okay? Um, I'm not in the beauty shop that often to overhear the conversations, but I don't really have to. I got girlfriends. I could probably have, like, beauty shop talk anytime with my girlfriends. But the barbershop talk, that's a different level of conversation. It's a different level of stupidity. It's a different level of ignorance. You can imagine all the conversations I hear while I'm in the barbershop. All the conversations I try my hardest to ignore. And then also all the conversations I am an active participant in. Okay, because sometimes they get interesting and you just have to put your two cents in. But you can just imagine all the conversations that go on in the barber shop. Like one in particular that I overheard and I kept my mouth shut. I said nothing in this conversation. It was so stupid. Well, I'll say this. The guy that was asking the questions, he was just hopeless. He was a fool and he was hopeless. And I just, oh God, he was just, he was just dumb as fuck. But I will say this. I was very surprised by the barbershop male chorus, because they gave him some amazing advice. But like, he was basically, he was sitting in the chair to my right. He was getting his hair cut to the right of me. And he had this whole issue with like his girlfriend being on social media. So he was asking his barber, what can he do to keep his girlfriend off social media? Is it okay for his girl's ex to follow her? For the girl's ex to follow her on social media. Okay, now, like, in this conversation, I said nothing. Like, no, sometimes, like, I'll laugh or I'll say something or whatever. But, like, I said absolutely nothing. I kept my thoughts and comments to myself. 
because it was that stupid. Okay, and anything I would have said would have came off extremely bad. He would have been defensive. It would have been a fight. And I just, you know, I can't do that. The last time I butted in on a dumb ass male conversation was like some years ago. And it ended in me trying to fight a guy. And I'm not even a fight a guy type of person. Like, by the end of it all, he ended up calling me ratchet. And I proceeded in telling him, bitch, I got your motherfucking ratchet. Like, it was bad. Like, I was working in a warehouse. And, uh, I mean, like, we pushed paper, but it was a warehouse. It was one big open room with different departments in it. And, um... It was a dumbass conversation he was having. And I was just like, what are you talking about? This is stupid. Just basically all of that. And um, he called me a ratchet and I he walked out of the warehouse and I got up from my chair and I was all like, bitch, I got your fucking ratchet, bitch. That's not even me. But it had got pushed to that level. And I wasn't trying to take it there in the barbershop, okay? I learned my lesson. I learned from my experiences. And I couldn't be in the barbershop fighting a dude, okay? Because I was trying to fight that dude. I was ready to beat down his window and tell him get to get out. But anyway, back to the story. He was just worried about his girlfriend and exes having access to her and like... All this dumb shit like he don't want his girl to be on social media, but he going to stay on social media. He going to make her get off. And then like the other barbers chimed in and one of them was talking about how his wife gets mad at him for not talking about her on social media. Like she sees all the other girls and guys talking about like Woman Crush Wednesday and uh, how guys are like putting their ladies out there and, and he don't. But he was like, you know, his page is all about him being a barber. He very rarely puts anything personal out there. It's all about his cuts and this and that or whatever. So he was like, "Why well, do I need to put that?" So we was having that. They were they were having that type of conversation, but it was stupid as hell. So I kept my mouth shut in that ignorant ass, dumb ass conversation. But there was one conversation, and I will say that I was the spearhead in this conversation. It was so dumb on their part. My barber had asked me about my vacation to uh, the Dominican Republic with my husband, Larry. And so I was just like, oh, you know, it was good, blah, blah, blah. You know, they were asking questions and I was answering, you know, I'm like, oh, it's all good, you know. And um, I made the comment like I wanted to get Larry to wear a pair of Speedos while we were out. We were, we were out there for a week. So I was like, I wanted Larry to to wear a pair of Speedos, but he said no, but I'm going to keep working on him. I think if I would have had some more days, like he probably would have worn it. Or maybe like the next time we go out there, I think he'll be open to the idea of wearing Speedos. If you could just hear the dumb shit that came out of all these men's mouths, okay? It was like, that's not masculine. And they were talking about, like, they would never do that. And then one guy was like, are you just trying to get him to wear Speedos so you could see his print? Um, hello, that's my husband. I don't have to trick him into wearing Speedos to see his print, okay? I don't, we're married. We're past that. Okay. Initially, all of them were like, no, that's crazy. No, nobody, no man's going to wear Speedos. But I was like, think about it. If you're on a vacation, you and the person you're involved with, y'all love each other. You're on an island away from the United States, away from Louisiana, away from Monroe, Louisiana. Everybody that you know, the person you're with wants you to wear Speedos. You wouldn't do it? It's just y'all two out here. Don't nobody even out here even speak English. I get why they were such an uproar about it because it's probably un- it's uncomfortable for them. I get that. After a while, 
one guy was like, I do that. I do. And I was like, yeah, it has nothing to do with your body or anything like that. Like the person like Larry, I love his body. It don't matter if he's ripped up or 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 Homer Simpson body type. It don't matter. Like, I love your body. You look good. We're out here. And sometimes it takes you going to a different place to experience different things. Like, I actually, that's kind of what happened. Like, I looked around and I saw all these men, European men, walking around in Speedos. Old, young, hairy, no hair, walking around in Speedos with their, with their women or the person they were with. It was mainly women, but you know. But like, having a grand old time, ain't thinking about nobody else. And that's why I was like, baby. You don't want to wear a Speedo? I mean, when in Rome, why not? Now, Larry did have on, like, the mid-thigh swim trunks because, I mean, I like seeing leg and thigh, so I'm all for that. But, like, he had on those or whatever. He didn't have on the long basketball shorts-looking swim trunks and everything. But finally, another one was like, you know what? You're right. I do it. It's just us. Ain't nobody out there. Don't nobody. Ain't nobody out there that I know. I'd wear a Speedo. I wear I'm like, duh, of course you would. Now, there was a mom in the barbershop, too. And I was like, girl, would you trip if the if the person you with, y'all on a vacation on an island in the ocean, middle of the ocean, would you trip if the person you were wear a Speedo? She was like, nah, because once again, it's just you too. What's the trip about? Eventually, some guys started to come around and be like, oh, okay. But then there were some that still stood firm with, I ain't going to do that. You ain't going to see me walking around with no Speedos on. Just dumbass shit. Now, I did mention to them that I had gotten startled on the beach because I didn't expect to see titties on a beach. Like, I didn't expect to turn to my right and see a woman with no top on. So I did make mention of that. And they were all like, oh, so why you didn't go go topless out there? You know, when in Rome, that type of thing. And I was like, well, no, I'll, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not a topless person. I'm not walking around topless on a beach. That's not something I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm comfortable doing. And they was all like, but you want your man, you want your husband to wear speedos. I was like, well, that's different. All delicate areas will remain covered. But they was like, well, what's the difference? Uh... A big difference, nudity, being completely bare. Now, the woman had on bottoms, but she didn't have on a a bikini top. I'm not comfortable walking around with no top on. To me, that's naked. They was like, oh, but you're going to try and get him to wear Speedos. Um, Once again, sirs, all delicate areas will be covered. Um, I'm not walking around naked. That That's a different story. In Speedos, your delicate areas are still covered. Just majority of your majority of your body is exposed, but all delicate areas. I was talking to my boss at the radio station about it, and I said the same thing to him. And he was like, well, what would be your level of discomfort or being out of your comfort zone? Because I was like, I feel like that's the issue with like with me asking Larry to wear Speedos, even all the guys in the barbershop, how they were just objecting when good and damn well they know they would do it or whatever. They know they would wear Speedos. And I was like, my level, I can't talk about for any other woman, but my level of being out of my comfort zone was wearing a bikini. Like I'm so self-conscious about my body. Now, like it's plenty of times I look 
Tom Hop will pop up on my phone and I'll look at it and I'm just like, damn, I was sexy. I didn't even know. Or damn, I was fine. I didn't even know. Or I wasn't fat at all. Like, why was I thinking I was fat? I was probably like 140 pounds. Why was I thinking that? So like, I'm always un- self-conscious and uncomfortable. But like when I was there because I was on an island, because I was around friends and things like that, because I was around people that didn't even speak English, nobody that I knew. And because I was with my husband who loves me, loves my body, you know, like I felt comfortable enough to walk around in a two-piece. Sometimes I had on bikinis and other times I had on like a high-waisted bikini. But still, like I walked around like that. So that was my level of being uh, out of my comfort zone. And then taking pictures and posting them publicly on my social media. So so like when I was on vacation, I didn't walk around in a cover up unless I was coming from the beach to dinner. But for the most part, when I was at the pool or at the beach, I was just like, boom, out here with it. Like you could not tell me I was not Bernice Burgos or Serena Williams or Tiana Taylor or Lyricist. She's a plus model. And I tagged her in one of my photo shoots on the beach and she gave me a thumbs up. So I was really feeling myself. But like, you know, like I just that was my level That was me being out of my comfort zone. And then, like, when I came back home, uh, speaking of being out of my comfort zone, like, I went for a stroll around around campus, and I was really hot, and I began to roll up my shirt. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't want to roll up my shirt because I don't want anybody to see my stomach. But I was like, wait a minute. Two days ago, you were on a beach walking around in a bikini, not caring, feeling beautiful, feeling sexy, all of that. And now you're back in Monroe, Louisiana, walking around on campus, and you're just like, no, I don't want even a piece of my stomach to show. So after I checked myself, I rolled my shirt up and kept right on with my stroll around campus and everything. But anyway, all that to say, that's the dumb shit that happens in the freaking barbershop, the barbershop talk. They was all doing that damn talk, talking about what they wouldn't do with their old ladies on a vacation. Boy, please, get out of here. Y'all will be doing whatever your girl, your wife, or whoever you're with, you'll be doing whatever they ask you to do on vacation. Okay? Just dumb shit. All right, folks. So that's it for a Daydreamers podcast, y'all. And once again, this is my one-year anniversary podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out with me for this past year. This is my baby. I'm just happy that I did it. I have some plans in the future to make this podcast so much better but right now I'm just happy I took that step in doing something that I absolutely love and something that makes me feel whole okay like like I said earlier I totally get why those mamas make those long ass posts on Instagram and Facebook when their babies have a birthday I totally get it now you know what I'm saying but yeah thanks for tuning in and hanging out with me and supporting me all right my baby has turned one um be sure to follow me on all of the socials at Love Aaron AD, and you can find the podcast on all of the socials. Just look up a Daydreamers podcast. And um, please, 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 please rate me on iTunes. That's the only way iTunes knows how fabulous I am. You got to rate me on there, okay? And you can find me everywhere else that you get your podcast. Also, check out the videos on YouTube. So if you want to see all the neck rolls, All the eye rolls, all the theatrics, all the facial expressions. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe and follow people. Until next time, I'll see y'all later. Thanks for tuning in.